Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, where we are all about supporting women over 40 to create and live a fabulous next chapter. You are in a unique generation of women, unlike any before you, with opportunities and longevity that means it's time to intentionally design your fabulous next chapter rather than just live it. That is what the Extraordinary Women magazine and podcast are all about. Let's get started. Dreaming is easy, right? If we close our eyes, we can imagine living in that beautiful house. We can imagine sitting at the table with this perfect, lovely family sitting around us. We can also imagine creating a fantastic business. We can even think, oh my gosh, look at me, I'm on a TED Talk to talk about my business. It's easy peasy to dream, right? It's the believing that the dream can come true that is actually what is hard. We draw out our dreams. We create elaborate plans. We imagine what could be. But, and this is a huge but, how many of us truly believe our dreams are possible? How many of us truly believe that our dreams will come true? Instead, how many of us spend a whole lot of time planning out and thinking about our plan B? And what is plan B? Plan B is basically our plan for dream failure. So today, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about how we often sabotage our dreams by focusing in on our plan B and that having a plan B, even though we think it's going to keep us safe, does not give you the security and the safety that you desire. Instead, that plan B might be the primary cause of you crushing your dreams. Let's get started. Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Magazine podcast, where we have conversations about you creating your own fabulous next chapter. Sometimes this podcast has guests and sometimes you just get me. I'm Sherry Harmel, your host for the Extraordinary Women podcast, as well as editor of the Extraordinary Women Magazine group, which includes a quarterly magazine, weekly blogs, and loads of other support for you to create and live your fabulous next chapter. So let's get started and talk about that plan B. And yes, plan Bs are important, but are they really that important? And I say that, I'm questioning that as a massive plan B thinking gal. Plan Bs can make us feel safe. We have it all planned out, right? If this doesn't work out or that doesn't work out, I'll just do plan B. As long as I've got a plan B, I'm safe. But recently, in talking with other women, I realized that we often spend a whole lot more time working out, planning out our plan Bs than we actually do on our dreams. It happened to me. I was 
planning, doing my plan B's around my Paris and Boston apartments. I was doing it around the Extraordinary Women magazine and podcast. I was doing it around the team that I have in place. I was doing it around, gosh, I might have to live the rest of my life as a solo. You name it. And I bet some of you can relate. So here's an example. I started the Extraordinary Women magazine during COVID, and I'd be lying if I said it was easy. From the business structure to getting interviews, choosing interviews, then moving into contributors, to the team I had in place, it has all been a steep learning curve for me. I love it, absolutely love it. And yet, it's it's about a three-quarter time job. So I wondered, you know, gosh, what, what does this mean, Sherry? Well, recently I looked through my journals and I saw that I had started to create a list of things that I would enjoy doing with my time, that three quarters time, if for some reason I decided to discontinue the Extraordinary Women magazine. I was shocked. I realized that I was creating this huge plan B. And by spending time making those lists and trying to imagine what would I be doing if I wasn't doing the magazine, that I was basically planning for failure. Now, yes, it's plan B's are a way to soothe ourselves. You know, it's like if I didn't have the magazine, life would still be okay. But I have a feeling that many of you can relate to the time and energy that you've spent on your plan B. Think of your dream. Have any of you ever told yourself that it would be okay if it doesn't work out? Have you tried to soothe yourself that the big dream just wasn't meant to be? If so, I want to tell you, you're living in the land of plan B. Welcome. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I don't want to be lying on my deathbed telling myself, Sherry, it was okay that you never went for the dream. You had a great life living your plan B. Sounds crazy, right? Bonnie Ware wrote this fantastic book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. All true stories. Now, I digress a little bit, but if you haven't read the book, do so, because it relates to this conversation, believe it or not. Okay, so here I was, planning, spending time on my plan B. What was shocking to me is you would think, right, that there would be equal amount of time, at least equal amount of time spent on success, right? Success of the dream. You probably can relate to me a little bit because... I was shocked as I searched through my journal. Nowhere did I see that I was creating these crazy, fantastic, fabulous, audacious dreams and lists, or I should say lists, for what my life would look like when the magazine was a huge success. Maybe on the scale of Oprah's magazine or Victoria magazine. There were no lists of that. It was only the plan B that I had spent time on. Where, 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 where was the great feelings of joy that I would feel at making a difference in the lives of so many women? 
where was this fantasy of how I would be speaking in front of a large group or being interviewed, talking about what I had created and how helpful it was for women? Where was the imagining of how my life would be if the Extraordinary Women magazine group was super, super successful? Ladies, it was nowhere in the journal. I think many of you can relate because in so many of my conversations with women, you and other women, is we talk about the dream, but then we also talk about very quickly. Typically, the conversation shifts to, gosh, but why am I doing this? What if it doesn't work? Maybe I'm asking for too much. Maybe I shouldn't take the risk. What's so bizarre is that, like me, we didn't, you, like me, we didn't grow up during the Depression. We didn't experience the market crash of 1929. We have had more opportunities and unprecedented economic growth throughout most of our lives. And yet, for some reason, we get focused or we choose to focus in on our plan B. And what I find so interesting is that we focus in on our plan B often when we're alone when we're writing in our journals, when we're laying in bed at night, even though what we present to the world is that we're super confident. I'm as guilty as as the next person, truly. I have to admit, I've talked a good game, but I honestly, I don't think I've been walking my talk. And my journal was proof that I was spending a whole lot of time planning out my plan B. Now, some of you might remember Louise Hay. Louise has since passed, but she was a leader in that whole thought process that what we think about is actually what we attract in our lives, you know, thoughts to reality. Louise was an incredible woman who overcame many personal obstacles. She had a horrific childhood, but she ended up taking her belief system that our thoughts create or attract those wonderful things that come into our lives and create the reality that we live in, she took all of that sadness and difficulty and obstacles of her life and ended up creating Hay House, which is a super successful, I guess you would say, media company. Check out, if you've never heard of Louise, uh, check out some of her books or her, they even now have YouTube videos where they've taken some of her work and, and posted on YouTube. Louise's work is actually beneficial, even if you know her. But if you're having a day when you're really questioning what it is that you're doing, where you're going, go on to YouTube and just Google Louise Hay and do one of her meditations because it's super powerful. She makes the point over and over that what you think about, what you focus on, you will attract in your life. So maybe the question is, you know, we didn't grow up in the depression. We're not living through a war, at least in the United States. You know, we, we haven't had the market crash. Yes, it's hard times, but there have been many, many more difficult times in, in the history of our ancestors. So why in the world do we focus in still on creating a plan B? Well, some of it might come from our childhood, might come from the the parenting messages that we got, but also I think it's somewhat biological. Our logical brains, you know, we pull in history and our logical brains 
keep track of all of that in many ways and and also have the concept that we need to be careful. We need to stay safe. We need to be, we need to have that plan B. Now, our logical brain is connected to something called our amygdala, which is in the right above the brainstem in the back of our heads. And it's the oldest part of our brain. It is where flight or fight happens. It is the part of our brain that actually is constantly scoping out the scene, so to speak, to see if there are any threats to our safety. And it does that even if we have a relatively calm and safe life. So I'm going to propose that your dream might actually be scaring your amygdala. And when that happens, your logical brain takes over and says, okay, we got to prepare for failure, have a plan B. Are you ready to design, create and live your fabulous next chapter? Continue the conversation with your free subscription to Extraordinary Women magazine. Sign up now at www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com. You get quarterly issues of our gorgeous, entertaining and educational magazine with articles from women who are experts in travel, fashion, food, lifestyle, business and more. You'll also have opportunities to gain community and share conversations plus weekly blogs and bonus content sent straight to your inbox. Live your fabulous next chapter. Subscribe for free at www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com. Well, what does it mean if we hang out in the land of Plan B? Well, if Louise Hay is right, and what we do, we attract, actually what we do spend our time on, whatever it is that we're thinking about, then... The dream failure is more likely to happen because all we're thinking about and planning for is basically the failure and therefore the resulting plan B. In contrast, let's shift it for just a minute and think about what would it be like if you spent all of your time thinking about this crazy, wild success in your dream? What will you attract if that's the shift that's going on. So if you're still driving along or listening to this podcast and you're thinking, yeah, Sherry, yeah, that might be true, but I don't know. I'm not totally convinced. I need that plan B. How much do our thoughts really impact our reality? I want you to think about something called, which you all know, reticular activating system, RAS. And the RAS system A perfect example is like, let's say you want to buy a new car and you've decided it's going to be a Lexus. Just making this up. Even though you haven't purchased that car, you will see Lexuses everywhere because you have told your brain that a Lexus is important to you. And maybe it's a blue Lexus. You will see blue Lexuses everywhere. It's crazy. And why it happened though, or why it will happen is because you told your brain that this is something important to me and therefore pay attention to it. Now, online platforms work exactly the same way. The computer or the internet is basically like your brain in that it is paying attention to what you think, what you're thinking about, what you're exploring, what you're spending time on. And it says, oh, 
that's important to Sherry or Samantha or Mary or Jane, whatever. And therefore, we're going to show her more information on what it is that she's interested in. So as an example, I googled Princess Diana's favorite perfume. It's a very obscure perfume. I've never seen it anywhere. But it came up as a perfume called First. Okay, this was just a little article that said that was Princess Diana's favorite perfume. What happened? All of a sudden, I started to get all kinds of ads for places I could purchase the perfume called first. So you can see, you know that happens all the time when you Google something or when you search out something. My daughter just recently had twins and I obviously was Googling like great products for mothers of twins. Well, what happens, I'm like on the maternity hot list now at my age, yes. I'm on the maternity hot list because I have been Googling products for new mothers. (laughs) Crazy. Well, the exact same thing happens in your brain. So think of your brain sort of like the internet. When you tell it to think about something or you tell it to focus in on something, your brain just continues to throw out information that that relates to what it is that you were looking for or what it is that you were thinking about. So what we think about, (laughs) basically, for brains like Google, it's going to show up in our lives. I want you, therefore, to dissect your own dream thoughts. Do you spend more time thinking about what you'll have to do if that dream doesn't work out? Do you spend more time coming up with reasons why it won't work? Why that dream is maybe a stupid idea? It's something that's never going to sell. You know, no one's going to look at it. No one's going to want it. Or on the flip side, do you think about, wow, this is a great idea. Wow, people are going to love this. People need this. People are going to want whatever it is that I'm offering. Shifting those thoughts changes everything. So I want you to start to catch yourself. Catch those negative thoughts. When they come in, and and now that you're consciously aware of them, it's just like the reticular activating system that shows you blue Lexuses you will start to notice how often you think those negative thoughts. So catch them. And when you hear that in your head, I want you to flip them around. Literally stop, take a moment, and think about how you could flip that and make a conscious effort to shift that thought into positive, into success. So, perfect example. Let's say I'm thinking... Oh gosh, this magazine idea was a crazy idea to start when no one reads magazines anymore. I've had people tell me that, believe it or not. I listen to that, but then I say to myself, Sherry, that is not true. This is a great time to create a magazine. This is the perfect time to create a magazine because magazines are the perfect read for our new short attention spans that everyone's talking about. They're short articles, right? It's not a book. Short articles. So what happens, though, when you go through this process of flipping your negatives to a positive is that you're calming your amygdala. 
So when I go back in and I say, this is the perfect time to start a magazine, my, my amygdala, it's like the computer that's telling my brain to freak out, all of a sudden says, oh, okay, don't worry about it. And what will possibly happen is I will start to get more affirmations from the world around me that this is the perfect time to launch a magazine, specifically for women our ages. You're telling by flipping that that negative thinking into positive, what is why thinking, spending time and writing down and living with the success that this could be is basically telling your brain that there's nothing to fear. At the same time, it's creating more and more opportunities that may potentially come your way. I want you to also, though, I'm going to mention this because I think it's super important, is to think about how you're communicating your dream to others. And I bring this up because women tend to make their dreams small, at least in their conversations, much more so than men. And I say that as a long-term coach. I hear women often discount what they're working on. I don't know why. It makes no sense to me, yet I hear it sometimes in myself. I don't know if it's that we think we're being more protective of ourselves if we verbalize smallness rather than bigness? Are we afraid of being considered boastful if we sing out our dreams? What I know is that after coaching, you know, and for the first probably, oh gosh, 15 years of my coaching career, I worked primarily with men. I saw that regardless of their age, they rarely ever would discount their dreams. I never, ever had to dig deep to figure out what my male coaching clients really wanted or get them to verbalize it. They knew it. The women, totally different, even C-suite women. They dance around their dream or whatever it was that they really wanted. And even if they tell me what it was, they would usually offer up reasons why that dream could never really happen or never come true. So I want you to hear how you're describing your dream. It's not a little side hustle. It's not really nothing much. It's not something you're just trying out like a a baby experiment. I want you to embrace that this this is something I am passionate about. This is something I love. And this is why I want to do what it is that I want to do. Why I want to create something. So let's shift how we not only think about our dream, but how we communicate our dream with others. Now, if you're still on the fence, I don't know how you could be, but if you are, I want you to think about successful people in the world and think about those that you find incredibly successful. Have you ever heard any one of those people write about or share in an interview, whatever it might be, how they really planned for failure and ended up falling into success. (laughs) It's almost laughable, right? How could you miraculously lose weight if you really didn't think you could lose weight? It's like an oxymoron, right? How could you ever, you know, find that lovely partner if you never leave your house because you just really don't think there's anybody out there for you? Well, the same for your business. 
If you don't believe that your business idea, your next chapter dream, whatever it is, it might be a business, might not. If you don't believe that it has merit, that it is something that could be fantastic and is definitely possible, how in the world can it be successful? That logic is almost laughable, right? So that's why we have to let go of our plan Bs or spending very much time at all on plan Bs. Toss them out. Instead, focus on how successful your new idea, that new dream that you have for your next chapter is going to be. And I want you to spend time with it. Journal about it. Imagine it. Create that vision board. Vision boards actually do work. Mine is in my journal. See yourself really living, stepping into and living that life. Who is she? What is she doing? How does she spend her time? How amazing is her life? How happy is she? And remember, remember, if there's anything you take with you today after this conversation is what you consciously think about is going to show up in your life over and over. And after spending time imagining the success of your dream, I want you to tell us how your life has changed. What shows up now every day that didn't show up before? Ladies, the Extraordinary Women Magazine group is all about supporting women like you who are choosing to design and live a next chapter that energizes you, gives you purpose and fulfillment, plus a whole lot of joy. When you subscribe to the Extraordinary Women magazine, which is free, by the way, you get the quarterly magazine, you get weekly blogs, you get opportunities to contribute to the magazine, be promoted on the podcast, the list goes on and on. So don't hesitate, don't procrastinate, subscribe now. I want to thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to our next Extraordinary Women podcast. Abiento.